3: here we are on a Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. It's about the players on this show, two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church, who's in studio mm-hmm. right now with me, and Danny McCrae, the ultimate survivor. Danny was on Survivor last night. He's got the day off. He's doing some work on assignment here, so he's down there in Houston. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he got to go watch the Astros uh, get... Game two of the Yeah, they ended series. up getting
4: that one. So, I know he was banging on some trash cans after that victory, man. Yes, I know yes, he was. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes, the Astros are trying to get this thing done. I am I, If Dusty Baker wins the manager, I'll be happy for Dusty Baker.
4: you would be happy for Dusty Even if he's
3: winning with them? With the, with the, ah. Like I said, I, I, it, it's, I don't care about the Astros.
4: As long as it takes, I like
3: Dusty Baker. All right, respectable. Who's, who's, who's gone through some things. And okay, so man, I'm, what about your boy, Ron? And, and that was the next thing that was out of my, my mouth is, if Dusty doesn't win, then I'll be happy for Ron Washington, third base coach okay. of the Braves, who is the manager with the Texas Rangers and hopefully can be the man, next manager of the San Diego Padres. So either way, I'm going to be happy. So you win it. For two longtime guys it's a who 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 deserve rings. No uh, doubt about it. All right, so uh, Sean Lee. Yeah, we got the man in here. Okay, Sean Lee, number 50 with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, when you just talk about professionals, that's the word I think of Sean Lee. Without a doubt. When he played for the Dallas Cowboys, just a pure professional. And – you say that word, but church, you look at a guy like Ben Simmons.
4: hmm Okay?
3: Professional, not there. Not Last there. year, James mm-hmm. Hard, with what he was going through with right right. Profe- There's a lot of guys that word doesn't apply to no. who are very talented people.
4: Yeah. And, and, very talented And people. that word applies to Sean Lee 100% fold. I mean, this dude, when you talk about a constant professional and just a student of the game, I don't think I've ever been around anybody – who's been quite like him when it comes to studying this game. I mean, this guy put so much pressure on himself – to be that guy, to be the leader of this defense, to be the key playmaker of this defense. And when he was healthy, I mean, I would say he was arguably one of the top linebackers in the NFL, when healthy. uh, The only thing that kind of drew him back a little bit was those injuries that, you know, seemed to happen throughout uh, the end of his career, towards the middle and the end of part of his career. But while healthy, this guy is one of the best linebackers I've ever seen, a student of the game. The way he dissected things, it was very Peyton Manning Drew Brees like like I mean he would he would know exactly all right when all right that guard's pulling this way they're doing the pitch I mean a lot of the tackles I made was just from listening to this guy it's coming your way church it's coming your way (laughs) I'm like oh oh, all right let's do it then let's get it going so that guy helped my game out a ton he helped everybody around him a ton and there was defenses where we had no business even being on the field but that guy just had everybody going in the right direction and I mean you, you just can't say enough about this guy
3: I think of linebackers who, you know, vocal leaders and guys who, who, who performed well on the field. I think Ray Lewis, I think Luke Keekly, mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner, and Sean Lee was, was up there in that same ilk in terms of just being able to make a defense better, knowing what everybody needs to do. All right. It, it sounds like we can hear.
4: I hear the birds chirping in uh, yes, in Santa Barbara. beautiful I, c- I can song, hear you guys.
0: Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, yeah. Sean we got Lee. you, man. We got Sean you. Sean
2: Lee in the players' lounge.
0: He made it to I the players' lounge. What's up? What's up? I figured <laughs> uh, Let's go. <laughs> let's go man it looks amazing right are you are you in Santa Barbara right now it looks amazing in the background man I I am in Santa Barbara right now and um, I I've become spoiled being out here believe me <laughs> I can believe it man. I, I'm not gonna lie I've gotten spoiled I've got spoiled with the weather and um listen I lost all my street cred coming out here you, you lost but, a man, little bit of the street cred brother, and, and i'm stuck <laughs> i lost a lot of my street cred you know that and you've lost some of yours too don't like you haven't either this okay. is true
4: this is true i lost a tad bit out there man so <laughs> so so what you what you've been up to man since since your playing days have been done what you've been up to
0: I'm, um you know what i'm been uh playing some basketball at the ymca um my game is slowly getting get back to that high school form but that's been my competitive outlet um, working out a lot <laughs> a little bit of work for the scouting department having a lot of fun learning from those guys um, a different perspective on football and seeing all the work they put in the level of detail that they work with you know not only in the pro side of it but the college side of it finding guys Going to different uh, colleges, searching things out, and learning the tricks of the trade from those guys has been a lot of fun. So, still around football a little bit, and it's been great.
4: That's awesome, man. So, so you're doing a little bit of scouting uh, for the Cowboys here. You're grading the linebackers. What to me has, or what to you has stood out about this this linebacker core? I mean, I know we got Parsons in there, Keanu Neal in there, and they seem to be able to turn this defense around. You know, what have you seen from this linebacker core so far this season?
0: I mean, when you start with Micah first thing as a rookie to make as many plays and handle I know church we can talk about as a rookie I mean we got in the field yeah you were just trying to get lined up do your job (laughs) exactly um, and and, and just not make a mistake I mean making (laughs) plays was another thing you were just trying to not make mistakes and for a young guy to come in and play on the line of scrimmage to play middle linebacker to play outside linebacker and do all the things he's done um, is incredible. I mean he's he's obviously an outrageous athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that type of speed at that size is almost unheard of. You know, and 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 they've asked him like I've said they've asked him to do a lot to be able to go to the become a defensive end and really I don't think He's rushed consistently as a defensive end since high school. And to come in and be able to make plays and dominate that position, I mean, it really is absurd what he's been able to do. And I love watching him on film, the intensity, the hustle, the speed he plays with. And then, you know, Keanu is obviously another great athlete who's played safety but uh, moves extremely well, plays with such physicality, toughness, instincts. um, You know, he's been fun to watch. And then, you know, my guy Layton, who is an unbelievable football player, an all pro, a big, long guy who can cover so much ground, plays with instincts, plays tough. So you put all those guys in there, the type of athleticism, some of the experience, um, along with the whole defense, man, they're playing the right way. I don't know what you think, Church, but that it's one thing to make plays. It's another thing week in and week out to play with a certain type of effort. And they've done that.
4: Yeah, they're flying around the football right now. And another guy I wanted to talk about a little bit is a guy that, you know, we played with um, in his earlier years. And he had a little he had a rocky start in his earlier years. And I'm talking about Randy Gregory. Um, what what type of transformation have you seen from this guy? Because, you know, we, we were there in the early stages when it was a little bumpy. But now he seems to have gotten his stuff together. And he, he's proven on this football field that he can be dynamic at the defensive end position. What are your thoughts on Randy Gregory going forward?
0: I'm so happy for him because, you know, we've all, you know, Randy, he's such a great guy who's always loved football, mm-hmm. and he's, he dealt with some stuff early in his career, um, but he always was trying to be proactive handling it, and you've got to give him credit for reaching out, working on himself, consistently trying to come back and improve, but I've known in, since day one, put him on the line of scrimmage. Is there a guy with a get-off like him nope. who can bend with the flexibility and plays with that type of motor, I mean he is a rare guy, and he 's showing it right now i mean he 's dominating last game last week I mean the type of game he had against New England he has the two sacks, he has a holding call that that brings back a touchdown, and then the next play is that is a strip sack that changes the game i mean he he is a complete game changer he 's one of the best Defensive players in the league right now, mm-hmm. and he's a catalyst for this defense. And and listen, if you had told us that a couple of years ago, you would hope for that yeah. because of the type of player and person he is. But I mean, you know, he he took it, there was a lot of time off, and it's not easy to take time off and come back, and to see him do what he's doing, man, it's incredible. He's a great guy, and he deserves. All the credit in the world without a doubt. For real. This is a
3: players lounge brought to you by hotels.com, Barry Church, Sean Lee, two former Dallas Cowboys, two Western Pennsylvania oh, yeah. guys. Oh yeah, whip your baby. Both deciding that they don't want to live in the winter Hell. in their retirement years. They don't want to live in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay, they wanna be chilling in the nice weather here. And that's so right. you know, Sean, the, the background over there in Santa Barbara looks great. And it just made me think, since we saw Survivor last night with Danny McCrae, maybe that's that next challenge for you, man. Get you to oh. Survivor. What Getting
0: get more Survivor. No. Danny, Danny's made for Survivor. He's you know he's slick. Danny knows how to. Danny knows how to maneuver. He knows how to work a room. Things, you know what I mean. <laughs> he knows how to work a room. I can't do that like him, man. I think I'd be I'd be I'd, I wouldn't make the cut after week one. I mean, they'd, they'd throw me off the island quick, you know. <laughs> uh,
4: oh man.
0: So you. Just, no, but I'm rooting for Danny. I love Danny, and he's an, you know great football player. I, I think back when we were rookies and we were playing special teams together and watching you and Danny as rookies just completely dominate and me just really struggle on teams, <laughs> especially in preseason. <laughs> and just you two just making it easy. And, and, and talk about two guys that I loved playing with and you know him and then you as an inspiration. I mean, you don't give yourself enough credit for... Uh, getting people lined up, the instincts you played with, the leadership you displayed—you know—I uh, helped you make some plays. Where you ma- you helped me make a ton of plays, and the confidence that I had knowing you were behind me, Church, and knowing Danny was was playing safety and running on special teams was fun to fun to play with both you guys, man.
4: Man, I loved every bit of it, man. But you know, a lot of a lot of you know a lot of people don't realize about this about Sean, but he was a hell of a basketball player in high school in Whippewell in the in the Western PA.
0: He was a what? He was a twenty-one and ten guy coming out of high school, right? yeah i mean there's an argument to say that western p a basketball is not that good and um <laughs> it's a hard argument to win for me so, so but i love playing <laughs> i loved i loved playing basketball I, you know when I was fifteen years old i you know was trying to be on the a u circuit trying to play i mean i wanted to play play basketball in the worst way but um you know my game didn't really match up to my height you know 62 I th- I thought it was going to be at least 65 and uh it just that didn't shot never came around so <laughs> I, I, it didn't come around so I started I started to get in the weight room started to get in the weight room you know kind of focus on something that... yeah I, I I you know it's funny how you get older and then all of a sudden these, everybody keeps growing and you don't and uh they can shoot as well as you you can and dribble and they're 67 you know you got problems Yeah there, there you know it is.
3: <laughs> okay I got a question for both but, yeah, but Dur- I loved it. During your time with the Cowboys, question for both of you: Who was the best basketball player on the team?
4: Go ahead, Sean. You take that one first, man. Ooh. You take that one first.
0: I would. I mean, I think Bees was pretty good. Yeah, he was. I mean, Beasley was crazy quick and could shoot, could handle, and he could sky. For you know, he's not a tall guy, but I mean, he could he could get up and play above the rim. So just, I mean, pound for pound, I would have to argue him. Now, being that I, you know, was Tearing ACLs and pulling hamstrings left and right. I didn't. Uh, I didn't play a lot of. I didn't play a lot of basketball in the off season, until now. So, so um, um, I didn't get to actually play. I didn't get to play against guys a lot. Um, but I just know from from hearing things, Beasley. I know I know Dez was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we would play a little bit. You know, back in Oxnard, they had the hoop. Oh yeah. And yes. so we would play a little bit mm-hmm. out there um, in the parking lot, and you know Dez had that lefty shot and, and could shoot. Um, and there were a couple guys who, who, who could really play, and, and they ended up moving that hoop. I think things got too competitive. Get too, yeah, a little too competitive um, out there. there yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dead dead legs on after on after a uh, off day shouldn't happen, and half the reason we were playing basketball on that court, without a doubt. Without what a what doubt. about
3: Romo? Because I I keep hearing things about Romo. I li- I liked Romo. Again. I
0: should bring. I mean, he's gonna, he's not gonna be happy. He's not gonna be happy that I didn't bring him. Romo could play. Yeah. I mean, super super slick, great shot. I mean, when it comes to hand eye coordination, I don't know. He's one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, can play ping pong, can play golf can shoot the basketball, can shoot the basketball playing pool basketball. I mean, um, unbelievable (laughs) set of hands on him. And and crafty, like a crafty athlete, like sneaky, uses his body well, was quick and and, um, great body control. So, no, he can play too he I definitely he definitely
4: got some game to him as well as uh, marty b marty b had uh, he had a little game to him as well played at texas and he had a little game to him as well but i gotta ask this question before we let you get up out of there man so the guy at corner right now trayvon diggs i mean he's playing some of the best ball that i've seen in a long time out of a corner to you what makes him so special at that corner on the outside because not a lot of guys can do what he's doing so far
0: I think number one, if he gets a great break on the ball, it's not just a PBU, it's a pick. Mm-hmm. So it, go ahead and throw the ball near him. If he gets anything close to a great break, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interception. Mm-hmm. He's got unbelievable speed to make up. To make up, if he's behind, you've seen him a bunch of times. Whether it's on an over route, whether it's on a deep post, he's been behind a couple of times, but he's got that make speed to be able to go and get the ball. And then just his footwork and technique. I mean, it gets better and better. His toughness, how he plays with, um, you know, the tenacity of, hey, maybe he gives up one play, but the next thing he is covering as hard as he can. I mean, we talked about this last year, Church, watching him in training camp. I'm like, this guy is something special. Yeah. I mean, he had this one practice in training camp last year where he had four or five picks, and I'd never seen a rookie play like that and I'm like wait he was a second round pick How he's as good as I've ever seen as a rookie mm-hmm. and he got a little banged up I think he got a little banged up early in the year and he I think he was playing with a brace and still playing great still still covering receivers really well I mean that you know had a couple interceptions or came close and then when he got healthy I mean I think it was a game in Philadelphia where he had two picks one where he ran all the way across the field dove out of bounds in the end zone and made this incredible play I mean you just saw last year these incredible plays and as the consistency Grew. I mean, the guy has just been incredible. And we talked about it last year, Church. We said we, we think he's going to be one of the best. Yeah. Not only corners, but one of the best players in the league. And, and he show, he's shown it this year. He's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, without a doubt.
3: My last question for you, Sean, is looking at the Vikings game on Sunday night. There's a good stat I heard on Hanging with the Boys podcast right before us. 53% of Minnesota's runs have been up the middle. Hmm. So what do the linebackers have to do as they face Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison in this football game? And Kirk Cousins, by the way, only has two interceptions right now. 13, so 13 touchdowns. But they're, they're, they're doing it very well when it comes to running and passing the ball. But what do the linebackers need to focus on, and how do they get this, stop, this run stopped?
0: Well, they're talented on they're talented on both sides of the ball. I mean, offensively, they have you know two couple receivers that they can go to. Kirk Cousins, man, is a is a really good quarterback. Who, when he is hot, he is can get really hot and he's tough to play against. And the running game's tough. You know, the zone. Dalvin is unbelievable. He's got great footwork. He's really hard to bring down. Um, he's when you could have him in in a tight area, and his feet are so good and his hips are so strong, you got to do everything you can to bring him down. He runs that zone, you know, cutback running scheme as as well as anybody. And the whole offense is hard hard to play against. When they're rolling, um, you know, you get the boots, you get the play action, you get the run. They can do it at all levels, and they're really good at it. And then defensively, they have two – Really good linebackers, a great safety, two defensive ends with a ton of speed, and so um, you know they didn't get off to a great start. But I still think this is a really good football team. It's going to be a huge test. I mean, this is, you know, don't sometimes you say you play a team and you know, you look at the tape and you're like sometimes their record doesn't match up, and it's and I and I believe that with this team, this is going to be a tough test. Sean Lee, the great, the general, number fifty, Penn State's finest. We
3: appreciate you coming to the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com.
4: Thank you much, man. Appreciate it, Sean.
0: Hey, I appreciate the help of you guys. Let's talk soon. All right, we'll do.
3: All right, Sean Lee, we've got right. to take a See break. You See you Uh When we come back here, let's talk about Lel Collins and how his first day went as he had to work at guard and tackle. Barry Church, Newey Scruggs, Danny McCray on assignment. This is the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey Cowboys fans, ready to spice up
2: your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh tasting, ready to serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Yokiero Yo chiaro, guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge.
3: If your idea of a perfect Thanksgiving feast isn't spent around a dinner table, but instead in a private suite at the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game with 17 of your closest friends and family, well, Hotels.com and the Dallas Cowboys coincidentally created the ultimate grand prize for you. Head to DallasCowboys.com slash hotels for a chance to win a private suite, free night, hotel stay, transportation to and from the game on a private Cowboys bus and $1,000 gift card to Hotels.com with one year of gold loyalty status, all courtesy of Hotels.com. Go and enter DallasCowboys.com backslash hotels to have... The sweetest Thanksgiving day ever. Church, do you have 17 people you can take into the suite?
4: No, I do not. I ain't going to lie to you. If it ain't uh my fam and, you know, you know the family in Pittsburgh, grandparents and, and parents, I mean, that's about it.
3: Okay, so keep me in mind if you win it.
4: If I win it, I got you, okay. man. I'll add you. You and the fam. I got enough tickets
3: for everybody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Barry Church here. Uh, Players Lounge. LaLell Collins is not going to start at right tackle. tackle. He's not going to start. Uh, Yesterday, he worked at guard and tackle. He hasn't played guard since 2016. That was Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott's rookie year. Head coach Mike McCarthy said, quote, looked like he was riding a bike, end quote, at the guard spot. Hmm. So. Sounds mm -hmm. like they want him at guard. And that was my next thing. Where do you think Lael Collins starts next for the Cowboys? Right guard? I mean, I should say right tackle or left guard.
4: If we're talking about starting on a, you know, on the offensive line, snap one, play one. Are we talking about this week or going forward? Just going, just going, for, going
3: forward. Wh- wh- whenever.
4: I whenever? feel like he's gonna end up playing at that guard position. I mean, we already have the writing on the wall. You know, McCarthy talking about. Yeah, it's like he was riding the bike out there. He's great at that left guard position, and we know we've given up some pressures on that interior part of the offensive line between O'Connor, Williams, and Biadish. They've had some struggles in there. So I think that what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to put the, put their best five out there. Okay. And I feel like they believe that if uh with the position flex that Lael Collins has, he can move in there into that guard and he could be an upgrade from a Connor Williams. And you know, that's no slight towards, you know, him or anything like that, but still has been playing pretty well at that right tackle spot. I mean, he has that momentum going on and I'm not so entirely sure this isn't a This is a slap on your wrist because we're mad at you on how you, you know, how you got into the whole situation of five games suspended. So we're just going to move you inside. If it's like that, or if they're really thinking that Terrence Steele, could be their next solidified right tackle. We're going to keep him there, and we'll move you around. But I'm not so sure which direction that one's going in because I feel like, like we talked about the other day, I feel like if Lyell is healthy and he's and his, back, his conditioning is back on, I feel like he is a better player than Terrence Steele uh, when it comes to blocking at that right tackle position. But maybe they feel Terrence Steele is better, or they're saying, look, we didn't like how you handled that whole situation. We're moving you. You're going to left guard.
3: Let's put it in this aspect. What if it is simply – We think we've got a better offensive line if we keep Steele in, put Collins in, take Connor Williams out.
4: Yeah, I think that's what they're they're thinking that we have a better five. That's our best five. Knowing that you know it ain't like this is a new thing for Collins to go out there and play the guard position. Like you just mentioned, he was there all of 2016 and he played at a high level, you know, relatively. So, but for him, I don't know. I, I think I feel some type of way. Uh, one, if you're trying to get another bag, we all know tackles get paid more than guards, so that's one thing going into it, but I mean, he worked and grinded to get his way up to that right tackle spot and be able to be solidified as one of the better tackles in the National Football League and then to have this happen where he gets bumped down into the guard position, I mean, he would feel some type of way, but he also has to feel like you know, this is my this is my responsibility. It wouldn't have happened... Self-inflicted. Yeah. It wouldn't have happened if you know, if, if I didn't handle that situation wrong. I mean, we'd have never heard of Terrence Steele. We'd have still thought Terrence Steele was the guy from last year who struggled a lot. Correct. We'd have never had another... He would have never had another opportunity to go in there and Wally pit my guy, but... Once again, he was able to do that. He showed great against some of the best premier defensive ends. He played pretty well. And now he's giving himself a shot to go out there at
3: right tackle. And Lyle has nobody to blame but himself. When they talk best five, that was something that we were constantly mm-hmm. talking about last, last year. year.
4: Playing fantasy football with it. We're going to move Martin here. We're going to move him to tackle. We're going to move to left guard. But when you talk, when you look at it, there has been struggles. And then that's a part of the offensive line. So do you feel like all right? We you know I, I know we got this chemistry going with these five guys right here, but we got an unbelievable talent who can play guard and tackle. Do we just plug him in at the guard, and and then let him grow over time with this new offensive line, or do we keep that chemistry that they have going these past five or six games? That's the question that they're going to ask. And is Connor Williams that big of a liability? Like I know we've given up pressures, but.
3: Is he that big of a liability to pull Collins back in? Let, let, let's put it this way, and I've seen this on social media a lot, mm-hmm. where if you're talking who's the weakest link on the offensive line right now,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you could say it's the center. That's where I would have gone with it. But you don't have a replacement you don't. for <laughs> the center. You don't. That's that's a delimiter in right now. So you're going center, weakest link, second weakest link, Left guard.
4: And you have a valuable backup at, that can come into
3: that left guard position and play. Where can Collins. you upgrade between those two? Yeah. You can upgrade at the left After guard. left guard position. You don't have anyone who can upgrade you at the center right now. No. So... And at that center, I mean, you can, you can put these two guys beside him,
4: and I'm sure it'll, it'll help, you know, stop the leakage a little bit. You know, I mean, he's still going to have to snap the ball, and you're going to have to block somebody. But if you got Lael beside you, as well as a Hall of Famer and Zach Martin, I think that, you know, pretty much solidifies it that, you know, he, that he won't be as that much of a leak as he is right now.
3: So if you're a defensive coordinator and you say, okay, look, right there, Here's our gap between this guard and center. Let's let's go. You
4: got you to gotta try him at let's least. Let's go. I mean, this is his first game. He didn't play, Lyle Collins I'm talking about,
3: he didn't play all of 2020.
4: All of 2020. Then he just came back in 2021, played the season opener, and missed all, I mean, and then suspended the next five games. And we noticed that, you know, the only way to get better or at least maintain that skill level was you got to actually play the game. You're not just going to come out here and just cold turkey and be good. So if I was Zimmer, I'm going straight at those boys. Right at them. See what they got.
3: By the way, do not look at Pro Football Focus grades. Oh no, no. I was try, never a
4: fan of that. And
3: try to make a justification based off that.
4: You can't do it. I've the, never been a fan of Pro. The football.
3: coaches and what they're asking for, every team's different. Mm-hmm. I think Pro Football Focus does a good job. That what they're trying to do with their analytics, and that, that's good stuff. But. Every team is different in how they're lo- – what they're looking for. It's just it's – just, so it's not the be-all in all. Because I know some people try to put it that. Well, look at Connor Williams just rating him. Don't do that. that you can't just because that's what pro football – that's not the Dallas Cowboys.
4: Yes, exactly. And what Joe
3: Philbin is grading and what he and Mike McCarthy are looking for and wanting.
4: Yeah, and obviously they feel like Williams must be the must be the weak link because they're not saying to anybody else. Oh, we got to put him at left tackle, or we're trying him over here. No, they're talking about we're trying him at guard and at right tackle.
3: Well, if I'm looking between the center and the guard, I would think to, to me, and this is also just you know in conversations with Nate mm-hmm. Newton, former three time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, he, your center's too light.
4: Yeah, he ain't got enough bricks in his pocket. Okay.
3: The center's too light, but you don't have an upgrade option at the center. Mm-hmm. We don't. You could have an upgrade option. At the guard,
4: yeah, you do. And
3: that center position, it's just too valuable. It's just too valuable because they're
4: snapping the ball, they're getting the, they're getting the play started. You can't have a guy just willy nilly. Oh man, he's he's a great guard. Let's
3: try him at center. It just doesn't work out that way. So think of it this way: if you bring Collins in, who's bigger than than yeah. Connor oh, Williams, yeah. oh yeah, and you've got so Conor, you, know, you replace Connor on the left side with 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 Collins. On the right side, you've got the All Pro Zach Martin that allows you to help your center between one of these two players. Without a doubt. That helps you. Yeah. And so when you talk about the whole best five concept, that's where a pro football focus rating does not Mm -mm. really work. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Don't look at a rating. What they're going to be looking at is how do we make ourselves better. Also, how do we make it harder on the defense? Because yeah. the defenses right now are trying to say, "Look, that's where to go. that's where to go.
4: That's where to go." And if I'm, this, uh, is, this is where we want to try and get to. And if I'm Zimmer, I'm, I'm still with that approach. I'm like, "Look, Collins, you're gonna have to prove to me that you can be this guy at the guard, and we're gonna steady attack you." Because I mean, like I said, he missed out all last year, five games this year he's going to be a little rusty out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're sending Kendricks, if they're sending Bar, if they're doing some type of stunts or E.T. stunts or games to try to get after Collins. Because that's you only get better at those type of things with reps. And you got to see the type of stunts and what defenses are going to try to do to you. And he hasn't had a lot of reps um, in, in, the, in, the recent, in, the, in this recent time. So they're definitely going to try him. If I was Zimmer, I'd go at him. I'd throw the kitchen sink at him.
3: I just think in terms of, let's say you had to play the Rams again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, there's Aaron Donald. And look, Aaron Donald's a handful for Zach Martin. So just imagine if you got, you know, Beatty
4: or or, or uh, Collins out there having to handle an Aaron Donald. And That's that it. that situation
3: is going to be tough. Now, before everyone wants to just write off Connor Williams, mm-hmm. which you should not do, um, the uh, the health of Tyron Smith we saw just in the last game, which wasn't Tyron's mm-hmm. fault, it got rolled up yeah, on. Yeah, he did. But you know, there's there could become a situation where you need to have maybe Steel go left tackle and then put Collins at right. I mean, and
4: then so put Williams back in, yeah. So, I wouldn't get rid of him.
3: Oh, 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 no, oh, no, 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 no yeah, you're I not even saying, in a yeah. 17 game season. No,
4: still got right. 11 left. Yeah, right.
3: And, and for the people who talk about trade Michael Gallup, I've already said it. No, no, mm-hmm. no. 17 game season. You're gonna, you're, right. You're going to need guys. But I'm just saying, in terms of do not write off Carter Williams because there are so many other things that can continue to happen. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys get ready to play 11 straight football games.
4: Yep. <laughs> back to back to backs. So it ain't like it's going to take any type of break either.
3: Right. So, so I, I just see this move in terms of trying to possibly improve your five. It's legitimate, but the juggling may not be done. Yep. Last year at this time, you're you're thinking Kansas City, not just in the Super Bowl, Kansas City repeating as Super Bowl mm-hmm. champions. But by the time they got to the first weekend in February, they had three offensive starters gone. Gone. And we saw what happened in that
4: Super Bowl. They got after Patrick Mahomes. So the Cowboys, in my opinion, when was the last time they were this deep and across the board? I mean, look at the offensive line. You got... You know, you got Collins coming in, you got Steele, you got 92 Smith. and 93.
3: That, the last time they were this deep was yeah, when you had a John Giesick and a Kevin Gogan on the bench. And then you still got Naseki who, you know, he's not terrible, but he can provide depth in there as well. So it's just like, I mean, it's a good
4: problem to have, but like, but you're right. You got to keep everybody in there. You can't write off anybody because, like you said, we got 11 games left. This is a long season. And then you add playoffs on top of that. We're going to need every – like, like what did McCarthy say? We, every 77 we need all 77 players. We're going to need them all to make that run.
3: So I'm not one of those who just thinks in terms of trading away your depth. If this is, if this is the type of team you think it can be, keep everyone around. Keep the depth, man. And, keep Church, depth. you've played the game long enough. Nobody who starts it in August is the same way in January <laughs> no. when the season ends,
4: man. Man, feet start to hurt. Muscles start to hurt. I mean, it, you start to feel all types of things that – you know, during camp and everything, you just kind of brushed off. I'll get, I'll shake back real quick. But it's that recovery towards the end of the year. It's just your body's beat up. There's just not a lot of rest. You're going at it every single day with your teammates. Then you got to turn around and go 100 percent in the game. So it's a long season. 11 games left. A lot of things can happen. As long as you have a. As long as you're as deep as this team is, you should be successful. But like you said, you're going to need everybody out there to make the run that we think we're going to be able to make.
3: Okay. Um, I'm out tomorrow. Yeah. So I got to give you my prediction for the game.
4: Yeah. So do.
3: let's take a break. Yeah, come back, it. give your prediction t- uh, prediction time Are you in Friday. You got cuz you, yeah. you got to do the read. I got to do the read, baby. Got to do the, read. Gotta gotta do the, the reads read on reads. Friday. So all right, so I'll give you my prediction and then you and Danny can get 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 back at it on Friday. Yes, my indeed. prediction for this Cowboys Vikings Sunday night Halloween contest next right here get on real spooky. It's brought to you by hotels.com or DallasCowboys.com radio
2: If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them Yo-Kiero, Yo-Kiero, Guacamole.
1: The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and 5 Championships shows us what success looks like. Where Turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing: the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
4: To the players' lounge.
3: Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, November sixth, to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Take a tour of the stadium, play games, and get autographs from Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and more. Visit attstadium.com/rallydays for tickets and more information to church tomorrow. You got that big hotels.com read?
4: Not that long one that you you, that that you be one. doing. No, you no. that I'm going to do the cheerleading one. one. And and then you got the cheerleading that. one. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm picking shoes, you know. man.
3: I'm going to pick and so choose. Break around 45, break around 1. There it is. Right around there. I've been studying. Then, I've been then then you're, studying you're your good.
4: techniques. I've been watching your techniques. I'm like, alright, this is when he usually takes breaks. Alright, alright, let me see what I can do. All yeah, try
3: to space it out a little bit. it is. Okay, so since I'm out tomorrow, let me go ahead and give you my prediction. Let me know. Cowboys win 36 30. I think we see a lot of points being scored here. This is Greg the leg time.
4: Greg the leg coming through. Greg Not like Tampa Bay, but he's going to come through this time. No, right? like,
3: like the Charger game out in Los Angeles. There you go. You, you need, there we go. You're going to need Greg the leg to do his thing uh, one more time here. I just believe that this is, in a lot of ways, these teams mirror each other. They do. Where they've got some high-powered offenses. Without a doubt. The running games are really good. Cowboys number two in the NFL, Vikings number eight. So I'm looking at this and I'm just saying, okay, this is going to come down to me to two things. One, turnovers. Okay. I'm putting it right there. Mm-hmm. Turnovers are where the Cowboys have to win this. And then number two, the self-inflicted wounds, the penalties.
4: Mm. Can't be like can't be like the Patriots, because we won't win if it's like the Patriots. I'll tell you that right now.
3: Uh, and, and and I go back into the the Vikings ended up losing. A game they should have won against the Bengals.
4: Yeah, they should have been. They lost on the last second field goal,
3: right? Oh, he fumbled and then they.
4: Oh, that's what it was. Then yeah. that's what happened. Mm-hmm.
3: So uh, the Arizona game, you know, they they didn't play sound football. They they didn't too many self inflicted wounds mm-hmm. here. So Minnesota will shoot themselves. They will. Kirk Cousins, we, we've known. We've known Kirk Cousins to shoot a shooter. But this may not be the same Kirk Cousins we've yeah, used to play. It hasn't been him, yeah. necessarily. <laughs> yeah. So this is why I say I think it'll be a high-scoring game, but this is good for the Cowboys. You've got to figure out how to um, win the turnover battle. Will Diggs get another turnover again? Will there be another pick? I
4: don't know. I don't know. If he's on, if he, he'll get some opportunities because if he's on Jefferson, they're going to throw him the ball. So he'll get some opportunities. But this, this, this game scares me a little bit.
3: Well, see, and this is an interesting thing. This is why I, this is what I do enjoy about playing fantasy football is when you've got a receiver, I have Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So you're, con- I. you're constantly looking at the box score. And one thing we notice, Jefferson's so good. Thielen gets himself a lot. You know, ten, you know he's had several days. He's mm-hmm. given him seven, eight, ten catches a game mm-hmm. because teams have decided. You know, we're not going to go over here at Jefferson. We'll just and boom. Next thing you know, Kirk is saying, "All right, Thielen's he's he's ready he's to." He's the go. guy.
4: He's the guy right now. And it, it is this offense is scary. It's, it's, it, like you said, it's very similar to our offense because it, it's the pick-your-poison type. You got options. Because they got so many options out there, healthy options. I mean, you got these both of these receivers on the outside. Somebody's going to get doubled, and the other one is going to have to fend for themselves. And then you got that man in the backfield, Dalvin Cook, who these last two seasons, I think he's forced the most missed tackles out of any running back out there. He does it between the tackles. He can do it outside the tackles. And that's the scary part to me is – that's what we kind of showed a chink last week, or not last week, against the Patriots. Running up the gut was they—they were—they were having success with that. And this is a different type of back than
3: Harris. Fifty-three percent of Minnesota's runs are, are are up the middle, right up but, the gut. But you you talk Cook and as you should, but they've got Madison the That's same true. way. There's a Tony Pollard.
4: Yeah, so there's no there's no breather. It's not like you can go out there. all right, Cook's out of there. all right, we can either do this or that. No, because Madison's you know he's just as effective. As Cook, he runs just as strong and just as hard, and that can wear down a defense similar to what Pollard and Zeke do.
3: I'll say this right now. I would not be surprised if Alexander Madison is a starting running back for someone – in two years.
4: Yeah, after he gets out of his rookie deal, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised.
3: I mean, there's there's a guy that you could pay a, a nice salary to and give, turn around and give this guy the ball 20 times a game. He's a workhorse. He's filled in for Cook. Mm-hmm. And I said, go back to the whole fantasy football thing. I've had to fill in Madison for Cook, and, and, and Madison has gone out there and been able to be productive, just like Dalvin Cook. So this Cowboys defense is going to have – have their hands full in, in this football game um, and trying to run the football and out here covering their wide receivers. But I do believe the Cowboys have a better football team.
4: Yeah, without a doubt, I think so. You, I if know.
3: you look at Minnesota and you just see three and three, I would tell you right now, you're not looking at the proper context. Mm-mm. Go in there and look at some of the games that they play. They've lost to a Cleveland. You've lost to a, the Bengals, which they was fall, a close one. And then you Arizona, lost to Arizona. Which was a close one as well. Okay? So so these are you're know, so you talking about good football teams mm-hmm. that they've lost to. So.
4: Barely, too. Like, it ain't like, like you said, it ain't like it's getting blown out and they're just Kirk Cousins just turned the ball over all over the place because that's what we've seen before. And the Cowboys got his number. They've been 7-2 and two since they've played against uh, Kirk Cousins, but this, like I said, this ain't the same one. This guy isn't just throwing turnovers. He's not just willy-nilly with the ball in the pocket. He's taking care of the pocket, or taking care of the ball, and he's distributing the football well out there, especially when they get to the red zone. I think they're one of the higher scoring teams when they get to the red zone. So this is going to be a tough contest for this Dallas Cowboys football team, especially defensively. It may be their toughest contest of the year so far. I mean, they haven't played KC, they haven't played Arizona yet, but these guys present some problems. It's a picker poison type offense, so they're going to have to be on their P's and Q's throughout this entire game.
3: Games against them Minnesota are always tricky. Uh, Mm -hmm. The last time they played last season, the Cowboys ended up winning, um,
4: that was Wilson's coming out party.
3: It when was, he was... Uh, it was tw- it was it was a thirty one twenty eight win, and then um, the last time they played down at, at Jerry World, Minnesota ended up winning. So mm-hmm. th- these two teams through the years, you know, between Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins, they have they have yeah. to, to battle each other. One thing that if you're a Cowboy fan, you should be concerned with yesterday's practice wasn't good. Dalton Schultz came out and said they weren't where they needed to be. Randy Gregory said so as well. So mm. when we're done here, um, the players are going to uh, meet the media at one thirty. Okay, so bottom of the so I'm going to go out there and and, and uh, try and see exactly what today's practice was you like. You think
4: that was just coming out of a funk of the bye week? Just you know, we'll see a little that, bit of time off. Those are the questions okay. I'm
3: definitely going to ask. So um, you got Schultz's quote here, uh, Chris Beam. So um, yeah, I got it. You want it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just felt like
2: going through the motions just a little bit. Um, you know, obviously in and out of the huddle just wasn't as crisp it usually is. Um, just little things like that after a bye week. I think guys are kind of knocking the rough the rust off a little bit. Um and at this point in the season, we just can't really afford to have a day like that. Um so obviously I think guys are going to come out and attack tomorrow the right way.
4: So Schultz said yesterday. Yeah, I think that that's definitely coach talk. You know, after after practice, the coaches probably got after him a little bit saying, you know, hey, we got to pick our, you know what up, you know, you know, we can't rest on our laurels. I know you guys are coming out of the bye week, so I think it's definitely um you know, coaches trying to motivate them to get back into the momentum that they were in before they had this bye week just to snap them out of it. So I'm interested to see how they, how they you know, talk after this practice coming out. I think this is their full padded practice, I want to say, on Thursdays. So we'll, we'll, we'll get a better understanding how they are coming out of this practice.
3: Okay, here's Randy Gregory, Cowboys defensive end on yesterday's practice
2: starts today, you know, yeah, got come out here with good energy. Um, I think we did it at parts um, as a whole. I don't, I don't think we um, had the kind of day we wanted to um but you know it gives us a chance to come back and have a better day
0: um keep the energy lock in on some of our mistakes and we'll be good to go come game day you know i think they're both or we're both off a, a bye week so i think that's kind of a plus that they're off one too but um yeah we got to worry about ourselves come back better uh tomorrow and the next day and the next and then you know go out there and have a good game
3: all right so that's what i want to find out here at the bottom yeah. of the hours how, how was the thursday practice and where guys were one of the things that i do like there's self-recognition. They're not lying to yeah, themselves. Not just that saying, wasn't yeah. our best effort today. Yeah, that, that, I think that's around. pretty pretty cool. And term- keeping each it's- other
4: accountable, and that's huge when you're in the locker room. If you can keep each other accountable, I mean, nobody thinks they're better than the team, and that's a huge thing. Uh, the real question
3: I got is, you know, how was Ford doing out there? You know, I, he did he practice yesterday? Yeah? So, good question. Uh, he was rolling out today a little bit okay. and throwing with ease. So, Ford talks. So today's so we'll Thursday. Find out. So so Dak Prescott is going to talk, and that's another reason why I'm going to go out there and, and listen to what he has to say as they get ready to face the Minnesota Vikings. And oh, by the way, it's a tough building.
4: It is. They're going up to Minnesota, right? So tough they, it, it's, it gets loud. It's like a mini Jerry World up there. It, it gets loud in there. I mean, I played there multiple times, so it gets
3: loud. It's going to be a tough contest. So that's another reason why you really want to make sure that you don't allow them in the game.
4: Yeah, you can't give them momentum.
3: But at the same time. They're going to be in the game because they've got, they got the kind of, they, right. They've got a good team. They've got a good offense. So, I'm very eager to see exactly how the Cowboys play this this Vikings team. And as I said, the three and three record is not the context that you could just mm-hmm. really look at here and judge mm-hmm. this team off of it. And I even go back to New England. And people were just, oh, New England hadn't won a home game at all. You know, they made it tough. This is the yeah. National Football League, folks. <laughs> they this, get paid, too. This all right? is not college football where you just go roll in here and throw tw- – and it looked like it last week because so many blowouts last yeah, week. it, was, it
4: week. was rough last week. So many. Of
3: them. Uh, Mike McCarthy's record, by the way, on bye weeks is pretty outstanding. So Mike's really good at having his teams ready to go and ready to play off bye weeks. It's it's you know, Andy Reid's right now, I think he's got mm-hmm. the best record in the league, but I think Mike's got one of the top five when it comes to his, what his team's Mike, records are so after f- bye.
4: Week. so far mike's been doing a great job of getting his team motivated they're saying all the right things i mean they're not yeah. they're not going too much into stuff when that philadelphia coach came in with the beat dallas shirt all you heard all you heard in dallas all you heard from the cowboys was ah, we're not worried about that did we're worried about he ourselves no nah, what did he have to say oh nick oh I, I know nick wasn't talking i know, no, so I know nick, Nick's, nick talking
3: nick siriani got out there and said you know nobody wants to win more than we do right now but it's like it's like a a flower right now, and, and the roots are underneath, and, and they're growing, and you're not actually seeing that they're growing, but you gotta water it and fertilize it every day. Let's <sighs> do And always. that's what we're all trying to do. Are you watering and fertilizing? That's our guys. You know, are they, are they doing? I and mean, it was just, it was. They so, had to
4: be killing them in Philly radio. Exactly. They had to.
3: They oh, just
4: go to Twitter. Just I go, gotta check it out. Go man. on
3: Twitter to see this guy <laughs> talking about flowers and fertilizing. What in the hell he talking? About? <laughs> And and then of course somebody was like, You can't fertilize every day. And then Scott's the, the fertilizer mm-hmm. was like, This is true. You cannot fertilize every day. Oh man, I
4: mean, they just was, killing Nick yes, up there, man. Come yes, on, Nick. I mean this It gotta be better than that.
3: He has to be better than that, but at the same time, this is exactly what Jeff Lurie, the owner, and Howie Roseman, the GM, get because you wanted a puppet. Yeah, you wanted somebody, somebody can was, control right. Somebody you can control and do what you want to do. And Philly fan is absolutely apoplectic of what they're seeing from their head coach. Mm. It's goofy. It's collegiate. It's just not what they want to see. They, he's not inspired any confidence at all. And, and look, look at their team. I mean, they, they look. I mean, they look like they're they're outclassed in every single
4: game they go against. It just doesn't look even look right.
3: You hired a guy who didn't call plays. Oh
4: man, that was a mistake right there. And he, and he's calling the plays now though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when,
3: when oh by the way, you could have hired a guy here who mm, called the plays. They mm, interviewed.
4: And you you see what he's doing out here.
3: I mean, think about what they could have had. You could have had Kellen Moore, you kind of Eric B enemy. but the Eagles wanted somebody they could control. So Nick Sirianni's a guy they could control, and exactly what they're getting right now. But oh well, oh well. Uh, as Bill Parcells said, I'm just trying to keep my own house from burning down. Yeah, I'm
4: just here so I don't get fined. Right. <laughs>
3: Cowboys, <laughs> uh, Cowboys, Vikings Sunday, Halloween night. I'm done for the week. I'll be back Monday, church.
4: I'll be you here for the Players Lounge. And then Sunday, check us out pre- and post-game uh, for the Sunday night football game. So we got, we'll we have some exciting things for y'all. So check us out over there. And uh, like Nui said, you'll be back Monday, though, right? Yes, yes. All, all right. right.
3: So for Chris, Aaron, Will, everybody who's a part of the show, Barry Church and I say thank you very much. Oh, appreciate you, General Lee. General yeah, Lee for showing up. And Sean showing up. Players Lounge tomorrow 1230. P.M. right here on dallascowboys.com radio.
1: This has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!